Welcome to It's All About the Questions, where learning to ask the right questions can help you achieve lifelong success. Now, here to help you ask all the right questions is award-winning author, international speaker, and business strategist, Laura Stewart. Good morning to all of my U.S. listeners around here, and good afternoon and evening to all of my international listeners. It's so much fun. I was just tracking um, where listeners are listening to my show from, and I've got people in Singapore. I've got people in... um, all over Europe. It's like the coolest thing when you hear somebody from Russia listening to my show and a whole bunch of people from Australia and then all across the U.S. Um, They don't break the U.S. down for me. They just say U.S. But it's really, really cool to have all of you um, listening to the show both here and on iTunes. And I have an update on our iTunes rankings this weekend, we the show, It's All About the Questions, was number 43 in podcasts for self-help. Um, that's just one of the categories that this show is listed up on iTunes is under education and business and, and self-help as well. And we were number 43 in New and Noteworthy of all of the podcasts up on iTunes. I think that is pretty cool. So thank you, thank you, thank you, all of you who have been rating and reviewing the show and subscribing Love it. Um, shoot me an email at laura at laurasteward.com or better yet, tweet. Since we are talking about social media today, tweet me at the Laura Steward and tell me what you love about the show and what your favorite episode is. Um, and speaking about social media, today we are talking to one of my favorite people around the worlds of social media. He is my personal social media Yoda. I regularly rely on him for helping me with all of my stuff, and I don't always listen to him. And then a couple months later, I go, why didn't I listen to you, Ken? Um, So today we have cool hunter Ken Heron, and what he does is he increases emerging brands' revenue and market share by using technology to develop stronger emotional connections between companies and their customers. He is an advisor for multiple global mobile and web startups, including TravDoc, Charity Check-In, Dial-A-Brain, and WorldBop. And he is a head of marketing for Singapore-based, yet another Singapore connection, Unified Communications Startup Unified Inbox. He has held executive-level leadership positions at tech companies, um, including Social Grow, which was acquired by Unified Inbox, and Online Buddies. And he's held leadership roles at Avaya, Lucent, and AT&T. I love this about him. He's a graduate of the Stanford Graduate School of Business Marketing Management. He earned his master's degree in international management. He is ranked the number two chief marketing officer on Twitter worldwide by Social Media Marketing Magazine. He's a frequent author. He is the guy if you want to know what is trending in social media or learn strategies or tactics. I love this man. Welcome to the show, my personal social media Yoda. Ken Heron. Thank you, Laura. I'm thrilled to be here. And I'm so glad you made it back from Croatia, all safe and sound and uh, not completely jet-lagged. <laughs> yes, thank you. Uh, sadly, there are not yet direct flights between Orlando and Pula, Istria. So uh, we've still got a little bit uh, of work to do there with the air flights. Now, you were doing something really unique in Croatia. Can you tell us about it? Because it is social media related. I, I can't believe that it they were doing directly. this. Uh, no surprise that many countries around the world have boards of tourism. The board of tourism 
for the region of Croatia called Istria, that's I-S-T-R-I-A, and that is in the northwest corner closest to Italy. Beautiful, beautiful part of the world. Uh, Think of Napa Valley, uh, but also having the sea. They came up with the idea uh, back in April saying, hmm, how can we really promote our region? We've got wine, we've got food, we've got the sea, all of these phenomenal places to stay. But as Istria is not a place Ken could have identified on a map six months ago, and chances are many of your listeners may not be able to either, how can we cost-effectively increase the brand, let people know about who we are, what we offer, and to let them experience us real-time? So the head, the general manager, actually, of the Istrian Tourism Board, Dennis, said, you know, There's this thing called social media. Uh, We've not really jumped into it before, and to his credit, uh, really, you love it when you see people being innovative. He jumped in with both feet, and they did a significant, significant social media campaign. What they did was they reached out to social influencers, the traditional travel writers, bloggers, the people who write the Fodor's guides, uh, online columnists. They were looking for people who had large audiences to come to Croatia, uh, and they did it as a two-phase contest. First phase, you know, if you become a finalist, we'll send you over to Croatia for a week and let you live the life, you know, experience Croatia to its fullest. And then the grand prize will be the people who created the biggest impact from a a real quantitative numbers perspective. The people who reached the most people, had the most favorable impact, will be eligible for a grand prize of 10,000 euros. So I was one of 33 finalists. I just got back. I went over in the 10th and last week of the competition. So I'm competing against 32 other teams that were trying to Instagram, blog, tweet their way to success by sharing Istria with the world. It's such a unique way of looking at something that's always traditionally been done one way. And having a competition around it, I, I, to me it's brilliant because so many social media people just love that. Well, it played to everyone's interest that if you live for wine or you live for food or biking or any of the other thousands of activities they have, it really allowed you to tap into your passion. And if you already have an audience and they trust you, they listen to you, it really was very, very smart marketing because for the past several months on social media, not just the Share Istria hashtag, and, and you can look it up, it's Share Istria, all one word. Not only has that been trending, but each of the 33 teams, my team was Istra, I-S-T-R-A-K-T, for Ken and Teresa. Uh, they were two-person teams. And you can see every single post we did across all of the different networks. Of course, I favored Twitter, uh, but we also used Instagram. We wrote blog posts. Um, and interestingly, Vine was a huge part of our strategy because, of course, we were able to capture very short video snippets, and whether it was visiting a gelato factory or seeing the sunset or talking to a fisherman on his boat, we were able to have people really experience it live. Uh, we even did several periscopes. You're familiar with the live streaming services, Periscope and Meerkat, where we had high enough Wi-Fi speed, high enough uh, internet connectivity, 
we actually did a uh, live music. Uh, there were some street performers singing klapa, which is a form of Croatian a cappella. We live-streamed that, which was phenomenal, had a huge audience for that. And we also live-streamed. We got to walk through one of the very fancy uh, B&Bs, and we actually took a tour of the hotel property and live-streamed the entire property. And we had over 50 people, full interactivity, asking questions. Hey, look in that closet. Ask them about the sheets. You know, look out the window. It was really a lot of fun that we were able to give a full-on property tour live stream so people all over the world were checking in and participating in this walkthrough with a property. Hey, go down to the pool. Hey, go back here. It was really a lot of fun, and it made so much sense. And I should mention, if you have a brand or a business that you're trying to market, it was free. Assuming you have the smartphone, assuming you're, you're paying through data service or have Wi-Fi connectivity, there was no cost to it from a marketing perspective, and as we all know, you know, the results matter, but if it doesn't cost you a whole lot, if it's just your time and a little bit of skill and effort, that makes the return exceptionally high. And for those of you who are completely glazed over right now because Ken ran through about 10 different social media platforms in under 30 seconds, if you just take the snippets of what he said, um, we are going to, throughout this show today, we're going to be talking about the different social media platforms like Periscope, Meerkat, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of those, helping you understand why you might want to use them, uh, how to find out where your clients are hanging out, um, how to set up your own brand, all of those kind of things. We're going to be talking about all of those. So um, just know that we are going to answer those questions. <laughs> So, Ken, when you started doing this, what, what I love is, you know, you went to Croatia, you got your expenses paid to go there. You are, you know, the stuff that you tweet is just amazing to me. And, you know, I, I read your tweets just to understand how to properly tweet. Um, it You love travel, you love food, you love all of those different things. But here it was, you got to combine everything into one. Mm-hmm. And that's something that not a lot of people ever get to do. How did you get involved in social media? And we have like two minutes before we go into commercial break. Sure. The simple answer was that I'm a marketing person. I've been a marketing person my entire professional career. And guess what? Somebody moved the cheese on me and that I was doing TV and radio and print and direct mail and billboards and all of these things. And... There's this little thing called the Internet, and then came social media. And as a professional, I did not have the choice to ignore social media. I think of the dinosaurs with the comet coming right at your head, that it was either evolve or perish from a professional capacity, that I either needed to jump in and really deeply understand this stuff, or nobody was going to hire me to do their marketing because we all saw the writing on the wall that the world was changing and that the tools we use to communicate were changing very, very quickly. And it, it's not just changing yearly. In some cases, it's changing <laughs> monthly and weekly and daily. I mean, the algorithms that these different companies are using, a few months ago, nobody knew what Periscope is, and now all the big players yes. are doing Periscope. 
literally a tool that did not exist 90 days ago is now a mainstream tool that marketers are making very good use of. Yeah, and when it first launched, it was really glitchy, and because Mm -hmm. so many people started using it and giving feedback, now it's working really, really well. So I love your your comment, evolve or perish. That is, I think, the perfect way to go into the commercial break. What are you doing? This is the question I'm posing to my listeners. What are you all doing around social media? And if you're not, what are you actually doing for marketing? When we come back from the break with Ken Heron, we're going to talk about social media and marketing and how to decide where's the right place for you to start. We'll be right back after the commercial break. At ServPro of Vero Beach, no job is too big and no question is too small. So when fire, water, or mold damage strikes your home or business, call on ServPro of Vero Beach at 772-770-0501. That's where you'll find a team of specialists that's faster to any size disaster. So when the things that matter the most are on the line, make sure ServPro of Vero Beach is too by calling 770-0501. That's ServPro of Vero Beach, helping make fire, water, and mold damage like it never happened. Franchises are independently owned and operated. New market highs? Political unrest? Are you worried about your retirement portfolio? Varus Wealth can help you. Ask about Varus Wealth's exclusive asset lock. You can lock your portfolio gains in without having to buy an expensive annuity or giving up daily liquidity of your investments. Asset lock is exclusively available at Varus Wealth Management. Call 772-237-3440 to find out how Asset Lock can save you. Today's broadcast being brought to you by Route 60 Hyundai. You'll get a great deal at Route 60 Hyundai before and after the sale. Hey, test drive the brand new Santa Fe. I have one. The skylight is all the way to the back, including the back passengers. It's fantastic. Heated seats, yep. And air-conditioned seats. Test drive the brand-new Santa Fe at Route 60 Hyundai today. When you pay too much for your stuff, you get frustrated. When you get frustrated, you eat junk food and watch reality TV. When you eat junk food and watch reality TV, your clothes don't fit and your friends stop calling. When your clothes don't fit and your friends stop calling, you get depressed, adopt 27 cats, and paint your house plaid. When you adopt 27 cats and paint your house plaid, your neighbors report you to the authorities. Don't get in trouble with the authorities. Shop at the Habitat Home Center Restore, where you can get all sorts of stuff for great prices. You can also donate your stuff, and we'll pick it up for free and give you tax credit documents. So you can shop, donate, or volunteer at the friendly, bargain-filled Indian River Habitat Home Center Restore, located on US-1 North in Vero Beach, just past 45th Street Eastside. Phone us at 772-257-0222. 772-257-0222. Habitat Home Center Restore is a not-for-profit. As the body's largest organ, skin is the great protector. Skin cancer is the most common of all cancers. Protect the health of your skin with regular exams by a board-certified dermatologist. Specializing in the treatment of skin cancer, Treasure Coast Dermatology has offices in Martin, St. Lucie, and Indian River Counties, with their newest location in Vero Beach. Call toll-free 877-870-DERM. 
That's 877-870-3376. Success comes from not only what you know, but also who you know. Welcome back to It's All About the Questions with award-winning author Laura Stewart. And we are back with Ken Heron, uh, number two chief marketing officer on Twitter, according to Social Media Magazine, and a personal friend and my social media, Yoda. And I recently got a Publix you know, reusable shopping bag that my mom bought me just two days ago that has Yoda on it. So I love Yoda. Yoda's awesome. So, Ken, before the break, we were talking about social media in general, how you got into it, this really cool marketing thing that you got connected to with Istria in order to help their tourism people promote Croatia. And and you listed at least 10 different types of social media platforms that are out there. Let's take a step back and talk about what are the main social media platforms and beyond that, what are the questions people need to be asking themselves to understand which platform is the right one for them to use? There are many different social media platforms. The, the very honest, genuine answer, and this may you know, shake up a few people, the only ones you care about are the ones that your target audience is on. So, for example, if I'm marketing to people our parents' age, if I'm marketing to seniors, I may only care about Facebook, and that may be the only network I'm on. If I'm marketing to young teenagers, it may be all about Snapchat, and I ignore everything else because they're spending all their time on Snapchat. So it really starts with, you know, and these are basic marketing questions more so than social media questions. Who is your target audience? Where do they spend their time online? including social media. And guess what? It's very simple. If you don't know that off the top of your head, ask them. Just realize that if you had asked people two, three years ago where they were spending their time, the answer today will be radically different than it was just a short period of time ago. And in six to 12 months, expect it to change again, that this is constantly, constantly evolved. You know, I personally, you know, I started out on Facebook way, way back when, wasn't doing very mm-hmm. much. I've begun migrating to Twitter because you advised me to migrate to Twitter. And I have a large international audience as well, as in addition to the U.S. I don't completely get Twitter. The 140 character thing for me can be a little tough at times. I love that you can now attach pictures and things like that. Um, but what if you have an audience that's in multiple places. How do you make sure that you're giving the right amount of time to each place without feeling like you're running around with your, like a chicken with his head cut off? This really, good question. This really isn't anything new. Think back a decade or two ago, we used to advertise in multiple newspapers or magazines. We used to advertise on multiple radio shows or TV shows. So the idea of putting your content, your message, in more than one single form of media, that's not new. We've always had a marketing mix. We've always had multiple places that we publish or that we get our messages out on. In terms of the logistics, 
Uh, I'm not a fan of having the exact same message on every channel for the simple reason that, as you just said, Twitter is a little briefer. It's a little more concise. Also, Twitter has a very different use of hashtags than a Facebook or a LinkedIn. So not only does the length of content change, but the style and the form of the content changes as well. Uh, something as simple, and, and you may laugh, Instagram is all about the photo. And Instagram is not really about narrative prose or great dramatic text in the captions for the photos. It's about hashtags, just hashtags. Okay. Where if you were to do that on Twitter, you would look a little bit like a goof. Uh, it's just a different way of communicating. So it's taking your message and optimizing it, we'll use that word, for the different networks so that you are really connecting with the people on the networks that they use most. So it sounds like if you're beginning to look at social media for your business or even for you personally setting up a personal brand or whatever it may be, you need to step back and look at a strategy. I mean, there's Facebook, there's Instagram, there's Twitter, there's Periscope, there's um, Meerkat, there's SlideShare, which we're going to talk about uh, uh, possibly a little bit later. Um, there's LinkedIn for business. There, and those are just a few of them. There are so many options. And as you said, each one of them, you want to tell your message slightly differently for the platform because that's the way that people read them. But how do you even begin coming up with a social media strategy? You said, you know, figure out who your audience is and where they spend their time. But, okay, so I've decided I'm using Facebook or Twitter. Do I just get an account and start using it? I would start more with what specifically are you trying to achieve. And let me give some specific examples. If you are a completely new brand or business, you, your goal, your number one most important goal may simply be awareness that the people who are most likely to purchase whatever it is you're selling, product or service, know about you. If you are an existing business and people know who you are, it may be about traffic. It may be about web traffic that you specifically want leads, you want people to come to your website. And if you're a different type of business, it may be pure sales that you don't care about web traffic, you don't care about followers or any of that, you simply want revenue. Uh, for many of the newer sites, Facebook now, Twitter, Pinterest, you can put in the equivalent of click here to purchase, and literally with every post, you can relate that to direct revenue, that it's no longer the soft, fuzzy marketing and awareness and getting people excited, but it's actual sales. That if you're selling T-shirts and you post that T-shirt on Pinterest, you have a the big blue, you know, click to purchase button, so that it's very clear to people that whatever it is you are posting, they can purchase instantly. And on each different platform, there's an expectation from the users of the platform as to how you will use it. So Pinterest, there's a lot of stuff for sale up there. Instagram, it's all about people posting photos, right? Um, mm -hmm. Facebook is sort of all over the place. People are starting to sell on it, right? But it's been a lot more about sharing. And Twitter is what? 
Any social network is about how you use it. There are no hard and fast rules that if you're, let's say you're a plumbing uh, business Great. and you're, you're B2B, that you sell plumbing supplies to other plumbers, those are your people, that's your audience. So whether you're using Facebook or Twitter or Pinterest, you know your target, you know what you're selling, you know the value they see in you, so you would use each network to to push and to sell plumbing supplies. Uh, is, your, is it about delivery, that you can deliver faster than someone else? Is it about pricing? Is it about selection? Whatever your differentiators are, you want those to be very clear to people, and then you're simply using the network to connect okay. with the people who are most likely to purchase. So when we come back from the break, come back with your questions because we're going to be taking calls from Ken Heron, and we already have some calls, some questions that have come in via Twitter. So we'll be right back with more from Ken Heron answering your questions live on social media. Hey, thank you everybody that is actively tweeting about the show today. I am unable to open Twitter on my cell phone in the studio. It just keeps crashing. Can't get it up on the web either. So I'm uh, thanking my guest, Ken Heron, who is doing the tweets and, and responding to people. And I promise after the show, I will respond. My Twitter handle is at the Laura Stewart and Ken is at Ken Heron. And thanks to Lisa Briarcliff and at Ansta111, at SourceMob, at Jeff Smelter, Smelter12, at Fearsome Retail, at Marketing Marcy. Thank you all for um, tweeting with us up on Twitter. So, Ken, before the break, we were talking about strategy, figuring out where your clients are, what they, you know, what you are trying to achieve and what your goals are. I have a lot of um, friends who, you know, are still stymied by so many questions, really, about social media. They're not sure where to start. And we've had, um, as you know, I had put out onto my social media anybody who had any questions for you. And we've had a, a few questions come up. And if anybody has any new questions, tweet them to at the Laura Stewart or at Ken Heron and uh, use the hashtag um, ask Laura 84. That's the one we're using, right, Ken? Yes. Yes. A and that's very simple. This isn't the year that Laura and I were born. This is simply because we are the fourth day of the month of August. Right. So 84 stands for August 4th. So we're using uh, hashtag ask Laura 84 and we're going to monitor that if you have any other questions or you can call into the studio at 772 778 3500, and we're going to be answering questions this segment. So, Ken, here's one from Callie Gilbert. She actually responded on Facebook with this question. As an author, what is the best way to utilize Twitter? Thank you for the question. First of all, uh, authors really succeed well on Twitter because authors tend to have extremely passionate fan bases. Uh, typically, an author will go into the, their cave, do all of the writing, and then reemerge when they, they have a new book to share. So what Twitter does, specifically for authors, is it gives people a little bit of a peek into the process. It also allows you, as the author, to not have these lengthy periods of silence, and then you're trying to get everyone excited and, and buying whatever it is you're, you've just published. By using Twitter on a literal, on a daily basis, 
it allows you to continue to check in with people, remind them, share with them what you're working on. So whether it takes you six months or a year to produce your book, what Twitter does specifically for authors is it eliminates that dark period. It eliminates that silent period. So instead of having to <laughs> remind people, okay, I'm here, I have a book, it allows you to do that slow, continual build, and there's nothing better for an author than having people who are excited about your book when it comes on the market. We all want that line around the door. We all want you know, the pre-sales through Amazon and social media, Twitter especially, lets you do that. And, and think, if you want to test something, if you feel comfortable sharing something, Twitter allows you to do that in very short little bursts. Uh, think, Laura, of how comedians, stand-up comics are using Twitter. They use it to test material. And they can see with real accuracy what gets the biggest response. So if you were... Again, not all authors will feel comfortable with this, but if you're feeling comfortable saying, okay, I'm thinking, should we do A or should we do B, that engages people. It's interactive, and you can get some interesting feedback from the people who care most about your particular characters. That's perfect. I, I, when, I, when my book came out, What Would a Wise Woman Do?, it came out in ebook format first and then was immediately followed by the, the trade paperback and it hit bestseller lists almost the day that mm -hmm. it was put up there. And I'm like, I haven't really told anybody about the book yet. And then I realized that for six months, eight months, something mm -hmm. like that, I'd been talking about the book and my writing process. And I'd mm -hmm. been blogging and having my blogs go to my social media. And people were excited about the book. So apparently they had just kept looking. Mm -hmm. And then they started buying the book before I even realized it was there and it hit the bestseller list. And then when my paperback came out, I'd gotten some advanced copies. Um, the UPS guy delivered them. And just for the heck of it, UPS guy goes, y you have to open the boxes now. It's, it's your book. And I'm like, well, there's nobody mm -hmm. here. And, you know, and he goes, I'm here. Give me your iPhone. And he snapped a photo of me. Opening Very smart. The, the boxes. You knew your delivery person was such a marketing strategist. Very smart thing to do. Absolutely brilliant. And I posted it, and it just went nuts. This photo went nuts. And mm -hmm. now so many people are, are doing this, showing that first moment, and I had no makeup on. My hair wasn't done. I was totally grunge because I wasn't expecting my books to be delivered that day. And the response was amazing. And my book hit number one on four different lists. You know, was it because I posted that? I don't know. But I shared my excitement and my joy, and I also shared the disappointments and frustrations. That you are, think of it as the behind the scenes. You are giving people, people a peek behind the author's curtain so that they understand what you're doing. And of course, they care more about the final product if you've let them in to whatever degree you're comfortable with during the writing process. It's so, so great. All right, so we have another question, um, and this is from Terry Brock, who's actually going to be on the show on September 8th, and, and if you don't know Terry Brock, everybody, he's at Terry Brock, he's on Facebook, check him out, he's amazing, branding, all that great stuff, and I love that he asked this question, because um, he's so brilliant at this stuff, too, so Ken, the question is, ask, um, what strategies have worked best from thought leaders that you personally have seen market successfully with Twitter? Add value. 
it, it, it sounds a, a little bit uh, snarky when you say it like that, but so many people ask me the question, Ken, how do I get more followers? And you just kind of smile, well, are you worth following? Would you follow you? And, and that's not a rhetorical question. Are you adding value? Are people learning from you? Are you providing entertainment, if that's your business or that's your brand? Are they getting something that helps them. It can be provocative. It can be inspirational. It can be entertaining, educational. Uh, that's for you to decide what that is. Uh, so it's real, it's authentic, and it's consistent with your brand and your business. But at the end of the day, if I'm not getting anything from you, I'm not going to read your blog. I'm not going to read your newspaper article. I'm not going to watch you on TV. I'm not going to listen to you on the radio. You have to provide Whatever that value is with you and your audience, you have to consistently provide that value. That's what makes a brand is that they can rely on you that every time I listen to Laura, I'm going to get something that helps me. Every time I read Ken on Twitter, I'm going to learn something new. Now, it may not all be relevant, but by gosh, it's something I didn't know before, and he's going to make me think, how do I incorporate this into my business? Because... It's something I just didn't know about. And if I had not listened to Ken, it might have been weeks or months before I heard about that from the, the general media. Well, that makes so much sense. I mean, I, I know myself, I drop people from, you know, like seeing them continuously and, you know, like getting an email from them if they post somewhere or getting a text when they post somewhere. If all it is is they're trying to get me to part with my money without providing me some value prior to that mm -hmm. or making me understand the value in their thing, not just, well, I'm who I am. So therefore you must want this. <laughs> I can't get over how many people actually feel that because they are who they are or who they think they are, that everybody should just buy. That's never enough. Uh, even if you're a celebrity and you're, you know, the latest boy band uh, outside of a, a relatively small core group, You've got to give them music bits. You've got to give them, you know, gossip, information news. You've got to give them something to feed the hungry beast. And what is a challenge for people is it's not, oh, I blogged last month or I tweeted, you know, two weeks ago. I don't have to do it again. Well, it's kind of like brushing your teeth. You need to do it a few times a day. So you and need... the more you do it, the, the better off you're going to be. So how many times do you recommend somebody tweets or posts on Facebook or Instagram or Pinterest, wherever it may be, when they're starting out to get themselves established to start growing their followers? There's no one purpose answer. It depends on the network and it depends on the product, the service, the audience. Uh, I can give an example. When I deal with clients and if people want help, you know, like many people, I am a small business person. I do help others with this on a daily basis. If I'm dealing with someone with a who is new to Twitter, who has a product or service, I suggest to them, think of it as your breakfast, lunch, and dinner strategy. Three posts a day. Okay. Original okay. content. Uh, that's doable. It's not overwhelming for people. There's a number of different tools you can use to, to help you schedule that if you choose to do it that way. But three times a day is reasonable on Twitter. Now, <laughs> the dark side, when Ken says three times a day, you don't get weekends off, you don't get holidays off. 
the minute you commit to social media, you're really committing. And that means you are continually creating good, valuable content for your audience. There really aren't days off anymore, which some people struggle with a bit. And you're doing consistent messaging in all of those posts that you're doing? Uh, I would say it is always consistent with your brand and your business. The messaging doesn't have to be consistent, but the content should be real. For example, if I'm following you for baseball and you that's, that's your thing, you talk about baseball, if you decide to suddenly start going off about politics, okay, I'm not following you for politics and analysis and opinion. I'm following you for baseball. Now, you can have multiple topics, but at the end of the day, think about what you want to be known for. And for most of us, it is a a narrower range than a broader range, uh, I tend to talk about marketing. You know, I focus in how do you connect with your customers online? And that focus tends to be more social media, but it's all the different tools and gadgets and, and things that help you to do that better. So if I was to start talking about baseball, even if I'm passionate about baseball, that's not why people follow me. On any of my channels, they follow me to learn something about marketing. Maybe they didn't know, or maybe they're struggling with it. And when we come back from the commercial break, we'll talk some more about that, including your favorite social media tools. We'll be right back. That everybody knows how to reach out to you. I know we've shared your Twitter handle, at Ken Heron. But what are the ways that people can reach out to you if they want to talk to you more about their strategies and the things that they need to do or get some help getting on social media? Sure. It's very simple. It's Ken Heron, all one word, at gmail.com. Can't get much more simple than that. It's Heron, H-E-R-R-O-N, because since Correct. we are in Florida, so many people think of the great blue heron with one R, but it's Ken Heron with two R's. Yes, I'm extra tall, so add the, add the additional R. <laughs> and he is very, very tall, and I'm five three and a half. and the first time I met Ken in the flesh, he walked into the restaurant, and I'm like, wow, he really is tall. <laughs> So, um, Ken, another question came in from Matthew Quinlan via Twitter, and his handle is at B-O-5502. What are your favorite social media tools? What do you you use personally? Well, first of all, and and I should do the full disclosure, it's my own tool from Unified Inbox, but I use a tool called Outbox Pro. That's outbox.pro is the website, and that makes it faster and easier for your social publishing. Many of us, whether we're small business owners or we work for a larger organization, we publish content on multiple social networks, and that takes a lot of the pain out of publishing on different accounts, whether it's multiple Facebook pages or if you have publishing on Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn and, and all the others. It's, you hate to say it, but if you can take out some of the nuisance work, some of the grunt work, it allows you to better focus on the content, and really that's what marketing is all about. You know what I like about Outbox Pro over some of the other ones, like Hootsuite, which is a great product as well, but what I love about it is if you have multiple people posting to social media, it lets you approve mm-hmm. them before they go out. And I think that's so important if you're you know, the head of your company or the head of branding and you have some maybe interns or whatever um, – that are doing some social media for you that you get a chance to review the post before they go out. How many celebrities or businesses have we seen get taken down 
by mm-hmm. somebody posting something that they thought was, you know, really funny or relevant or laughable and it just crashed bad. So I like that product as well. What what other tools do you use? There are so many. I refer to it as a Frankenstein tool strategy. There is no one perfect tool, but each tool allows you to do something kind of cool. I'll share one that I'm going to use as soon as we finish today. It's called hash tracking. Hash tracking will allow you to check the analytics on any hashtag. So for today's show, we're using AskLaura84. Uh, at the end of the show, I will go to hashtracking.com, 100% free. I'll put in the hashtag, and that will give us full analytics on the reach of the tweets, both the ones we've done and our listeners have done for today's show. Which I'm going to interrupt the next tool you're going to give in like one minute. Explain hashtags on Twitter. Very simple. Remember what keywords are for Google search that many times we will uh, work with Google and we'll do paid keywords so that when people type in a keyword, they will find us. Hashtags are the exact same thing. Hashtags allow your post to be found more readily both on the social network itself and on the different search engines. So it's kind of important to pick a good hashtag and perhaps one that is more relevant to yours like you had um, we had been talking about the hashtag to use for this show on Twitter and we'd started out with Ask Laura and you did your your checking and said there's too many other people using it let's use Ask Laura 84. Mm -hmm. You often want a hashtag that is clean and and both senses of the word Uh, if you're familiar with Urban Dictionary it's stunning to me how many different uh, seemingly innocent combinations of letters will mean very, very crude physical <laughs> activities. Okay. So it's important to not have some unintended meaning that is not relevant or appropriate to your brand. It's also very helpful to pick a hashtag that's short, obviously, but one that's just not being used by anyone because that makes the analytics 100% clean. Clean in the terms that when you go to check the numbers, it's only for your use of the hashtag because no one else happens to use it. Okay. All right. So, so far, tools that you personally use are Outbox Pro and hash tracking. What else? Mm-hmm. And I use one called Manage Flitter. And I know, silly name, but it used to be called Manage Twitter, and they were forced to change it. So it's manageflitter.com. It is an incredible tool. It allows me to see who is inactive on Twitter. It allows me to see who is a fake account that is following me on Twitter. Uh, Unfortunately, kind of the good and the bad, the bad, we have seen a dramatic increase in the number of bots, the number of fake followers on Twitter. Uh, Fake followers never going to buy anything I'm selling, so I really don't care to follow them. And it annoys the heck out of me that I can't always tell when an account is fake. So I use Manage Flitter to help me determine that, and it helps me to block them and get them out of my stream. All right. What else? Other ones that I enjoy using. Twiriad is good. Twiriad? I know, funny names. T-W-E-R-I-O-D. And that gives you some really great insights 
as to when is the best. And you'll see all of these bloggers, you know, the best time to post on Pinterest, the best time to post on Twitter. Well, it's nonsense because I don't care about the best time for you, Laura, to post on Twitter. I care about the best time for me, Ken, to post on Twitter. And it will run an analysis and give you the best days, days of week, times of day. Just note that you should do that frequently because it does change over time as your followers, as your audience grows. That's perfect. I love that. So we've got Outbox, Outbox Pro, Hash Tracking, Manage Flitter, and Twiriad. So hopefully, um, Matthew, we've answered um, some of your questions. We don't have enough time today to give you the entire list, but if you um, are nice to Ken Heron and tweet out to him, please share more. I am sure he will share them on his Twitter feed with you. Cause that's Happy the to. Kind and it is a long is. list. Yeah. Um, that is the, the kind of guy you are. So I highly recommend everybody be following Ken on Twitter because he's just so amazing and the stuff he puts out there is so wonderful. So thank you for being on the show today, Ken. Any last um, thought you'd like to leave our listeners with in 30 seconds? <laughs> yes, the stress stresses people out, but when you see a new tool, try it. Set a timer for 10 minutes. At least understand what it is. So many people discounted Periscope and Meerkat, and now those are fundamental tools for marketing. So don't be afraid to try something new. Exactly, exactly. You will be a better person for it, even if you say, ah, this is junk, I don't need to use it. But understand where it fits in your strategy. Yes, yes. Because <laughs> you seem to keep going back to that. The tools don't matter if you don't have your strategy. Yes, they just allow you to fail more quickly. I love that. How many tw tools can you have to help you fail more quickly? Mm -hmm. So hopefully, um, after listening to the show, everybody, you will have the tools in your toolbox to help you succeed more quickly. So thank you, everybody, for being on the show today. Next week, we're going to have Dr. Robin Benson, best-selling author of The Healthy Traveler. And remember, the right questions can change your life. So what are you asking yourself today? See you next week. You've been listening to It's All About the Questions, starring Laura Stewart. Connect with Laura at itsallaboutthequestions.com and download a free workbook that will help you ask better questions starting today. Am I out? Ken? Yes. Okay. I just had to make sure that I was out last week. Um, I thought the mics.